Welcome to the Dome Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Matt DeBritz. So today's pod is mostly about NBA, with a little Syracuse twist, of course. That twist is Buddy Behan. Now, people are talking about Buddy in the last few days because he had some good workouts. He dropped 20 points in a G League Elite camp scrimmage, which is a camp for guys that maybe be on the fringe. Seven of those guys could go to the NBA Combine. Buddy wasn't picked as one of those guys, but he did have a good showing in one of the games with 20 points and 6 for 10 from 3. I've seen tweets, hey, Buddy should make the NBA. He can do this, he can do that. I'm not an NBA scout or evaluator. I didn't play Division One, so let's just get that out of the way right away, okay? <laughs> but I've watched enough basketball to say that, yeah, he can make it. It depends on fit and opportunity. And if you listen to my podcast before, I've said that, about players playing within themselves, players being picked by certain organizations, but I'll say it again. Just look at Syracuse players that have come through the draft in the last few years. Malachi Richardson, drafted by the Kings. Kiss of death. Just not a good organization to develop players. Tyus Battle, the Timberwolves. They couldn't do much with Kevin Garnett, one of the best players in NBA history, okay? They're not about developing players. Andrew Wiggins. Number one overall pick. Did not work out there. Jimmy Butler. Great player. Not with Timberwolves. Right? The other side of that, O'Shea Percet. Made his way through the G League. Had a relationship with the Pacers coach. Guys were out on the Pacers. He played really well. He was electric with dunks and stuff like that. Now he's waving flags for the Indy 500 practice. So, about fit and opportunity. Elijah Hughes. Got drafted by Utah. He's on Portland now, but Utah is a good organization. They've been in the playoffs. They've been in the finals. They develop guys. He got to play against Donovan Mitchell every day. He got better. He's still in the pros. So it matters of who you get drafted by, who you're seen by, what kind of player you are if you fit the culture. And for Buddy, the things that can hurt him are... He played at Syracuse in zone defense the whole time, so no one has really seen him defend one-on-one. So in these camps, in these tryouts, or whatever he's doing in the summer league, he has to show that he can defend. He also has to show that he can get his own shot. Now, at Syracuse, he came off screens a lot. He pulled up a lot. And this last year, he developed that back-down move or drive move, which proved well for Syracuse. They needed him to do that. So he's going to have to do that in these games as well to show that he can do that. He's going to have to show a different level that we haven't seen and doesn't mean he's not capable of it because, again, when he came into Syracuse, people didn't think he was a D1 player. Leading scorer in the ACC. He worked for it and got there. So I think there's always a chance for everybody. If you play Division One and you get in the right spot, you're there. And that's why I like the NBA playoffs right now. They're team-centric teams. Yes, Dallas have, has Luka Doncic. He's a superstar. But the guys around him, mostly role players. Brunson from Villanova, yeah, he was great in college, but he wasn't heralded into the NBA NBA circles. They weren't think, thinking he was going to be a superstar, but he is very important to Dallas, and he's going to get paid a lot in the offseason as a free agent because he just plays hard. He's a smaller guy, but he doesn't mind going to the basket. Spencer Dinwiddie, who's bounced around the league and been hurt, but is important for the Dallas Mavericks. And the rest of the guys on the team just can shoot. And they just build the team around Luka Doncic. And they got rid of Porzingis. 
you think at face value that wasn't a great trade maybe, but look, now they're in the conference finals. Rosingas is on the Wizards. All right? Then you look at the Warriors, who have become, I think, the modern-day San Antonio Spurs. Remember the old Spurs that had Tim Duncan? Well, first David Robinson, then Tim Duncan. You know, Tim Duncan then was the lead guy. Then it was Ginobili and Parker kind of elevated. And then the three of them kind of combined for an elevation. And then they got Kawhi Leonard, and he was the best guy. That's you look at the Golden State Warriors, that's what they've kind of done. Yes, they were elite with Curry, Clay, Thompson, and Kevin Durant in that period there. Then Durant left, then Curry was hurt, then Thompson was hurt. They had to develop new guys. Jordan Poole comes in on the scene. They have this guy Kaminga that's pretty much come out of nowhere. They've got Andrew Wiggins from the Timberwolves. I mentioned him earlier. He fits the Warriors' mold because he's not doesn't have to be number one as the scorer. He does defend and and score a little bit. And it works. And now they're back in the Western Conference Finals. And I'd say Clay and Steph aren't what they used to be, but they're good enough to make it to where they are. And the system is working for them. So say Buddy gets drafted by Golden State and plays well for in a combine with them. And they're like, this works for us because all he has to do for our team is spot up and hit threes. That would be an ideal situation. Going across to the Eastern Conference, the Celtics, yes, they have Jason Tatum, who's a superstar. And and Brown is a secondary player who's not a superstar, but he's a star. And, and people were talking about moving those guys apart, not keeping them together. Obviously, they shouldn't have done that because they are in the Eastern Conference Final. But the guys around them on that team, you know, Grant Williams, Adam Finkelstein was on my podcast last week, talked about how Grant Williams almost went to Yale. Now he's in the Eastern Conference Finals. He didn't have a good Game 1 against the Miami Heat, but he had a great Game 7 against the Bucks. And it's he, he was a great college player, but you wouldn't think that he'd be fitting in this well. If Grant Williams got drafted by Orlando, I don't think he's in the NBA anymore. Peyton Pritchard on the Celtics. Yes, he got worked in Game 1. But the fact that he's playing in the Eastern Conference Finals... It's about fit and opportunity. Yeah? Then the Miami Heat, the two guys in the starting lineup weren't drafted. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, and I saw some comparisons or some people tweeting Max Struess and Buddy Beheim are comparable. Well, Struess didn't have as decorated a college career, that's for sure. Struess played Division II first, then played DePaul, not powerhouse places. But what Struess can do, he can defend. And... You just have to watch the games to see what you're what I'm talking about. He's an elite defender at this point. And he can shoot 41% from three. So if that's the blueprint to make it, that's what Buddy has to do if he wants to be like Max Struess. And I like the Heat a lot because I like Jimmy Butler. I mean, talk about the Timberwolves again. He was on the Timberwolves. He was calling out the guys that didn't want to play hard, and they didn't like that, and they, they traded him. He goes to Philadelphia. He pretty much is calling BS there with Ben Simmons. They let him go and keep Tobias Harris. He then knocks the Sixers out of the playoffs, walking out of the locker room. He says, you kept Tobias Harris instead of me. He's just a different guy, but he's a great player. He fits the Heat organization. The Heat retooled themselves when LeBron, Wade, and Bosch era was over. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to draft guys and make guys fit our culture and that's what they did Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero yes they play for Kentucky but 
they fit the culture of the Heat where they work hard. P.J. Tucker, a veteran. The Bucks had him last year. He helped them win the championship. Now he's on the Heat. So all the teams kind of have a culture. It's not about just individuals, although all four of the teams have stars, but they've got guys that fit around those stars. Last night, Dallas and Golden State, I don't think Golden State played particularly great. I just think that Dallas missed a lot of shots, and they got to play better in game two. I don't know if they'll necessarily win game two, Dallas that is, but I believe it will be a better game. On the Eastern Conference side, Jimmy Butler was just fantastic in game one, scoring 40-plus points or whatever. And the Celtics just looked tired, as as the Mavericks did, going through a seven-game series. Look for the Celtics to bounce back in game two again, not necessarily winning game two, but I think playing better. But to me, I think Miami is going to win. I also think Golden State was going to win. I just think that Golden State has too much experience on their side over Dallas to win. And I think in the Eastern Conference, I think it's going to be a hard-fought series, but I think the Heat's going to win. I know people in bigger media are talking about the Celtics, the Celtics, Celtics, because Tatum's a star, but I just think collectively the Heat just has more, I want to say more will, but just their hard-nosed way just seems like it's going to propel them. That's all I have for the Dome Dog Podcast today. I will post a few things in the show notes as well as the Facebook page for you guys that want to geek out on Max Struess and his defense and his offense improvement. Sports Illustrated article really gives a good overview of what happened and how the Miami Heat found him. I'll also post Buddy's video from the G League Elite Camp where he dropped 20 points and his numbers and a few other things. Thanks for listening to the Dome Dog Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Audible, and more. Please hit me up on social media. Dome Dog Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Dome Dog Pod. That's D-O-M-E-D-A-W-G-P-O-D.